0: take your Bible and open to Genesis chapter 32. We were here last week. We brought we brought Jacob all the way from Uncle Legan's house to down past the stone at Pennywell. He's on his way back to Bethel. He got a call. He got a call from God in verse, of, in verse, chapter thirty-one, verse eleven. The angel of the Lord spake unto me in a dream, saying, "Jacob." And I said, "Here am I." In the Old Testament, when they say "Here am I," it's kind of like, "Yes, sir, pulling for duty, sir. Whatever you want, that's what I'm ready to do. That's what you see. That Abraham had to say it." Several times it cost him about every time that he said it. But those Old Testament saints—that's the way they answered the Lord if they were if they were submissive in heart. He said, "Here I here he's been in he's been in Laban's his mother's brother's uh, business for twenty years." And old Laban's about as slick as Jacob was. They could, they were both connivers and dirty dealers and trippers and deceitful. But the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, "Jacob," and I said, "Here am I." I'll just stop a minute. That's the only right answer you can give God. Uh, you, you young people understand this. I know. Mama calls, and you may be halfway through the the next chapter of your book or something, but whatever you're doing, just a minute, mama, right? Amen, Brother Wayne. That's the way it works. Some of us husbands do the same thing, right? And but that's not an acceptable answer when God calls. When God speaks you you need to answer. He said when he said here am I, he said, Here am I right now. Laban, oh, uh, Jacob was pretty, he'd been pretty shifty. But remember, he got saved about two chapters back over in chapter 28. You can read about that. He got saved over there. And he said, and God said, Lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which leap on the cattle or ring streak, speckled, grizzled, for I've seen all that Laban doeth to thee. Jacob had made a deal with Laban. All the speckled uh, sheep and goats were his. All the white ones and the solid colored ones were Laban's. And God said, you noticed all of them have turned your color? (laughs) And look at 13 now. I'm the God of Bethel. Jacob remembers Bethel from a a 20 year ago, two chapters back. It was at Bethel that God spoke to him the first time. It was at Bethel that he surrendered and said, yes, sir, for the first time. It was at Bethel that he made a, that he promised God he'd be his servant. I am the God of, I am the God of Bethel. What does that word mean? House of God. House of God. Where thou anointest the pillar, where thou vowest to vow unto me. You remember that, Jacob? We could st- we could hear tonight we could say He speaks out the Holy Spirit. We don't we don't see him in visions. We got the whole Bible and we've got the Holy Ghost living in us but he can speak to us and say hey you remember when you got saved and we're just like Jacob we're off over buying and selling or trading and trying to build ourselves up some way and all of a sudden he says hey I'm the God you made devout to remember that? Remember that night you got saved? You promised me you was going to be my servant. Do you remember that? Well, I'm back. And so he said, now rise and get thee out from this land. See, it's one thing to get saved, but it's another thing to separate yourself from the world. The theology today, the popular theology across America today is get saved but live in the world. Live any way you want to. God's a good old boy and you can just, he's not going to, he knows how it is and you've got to get along. and go along if you're going to be successful, but that's not really what the Bible says. There's plenty of scriptures that talk about the day He saved us, we purchased us. We're no longer our own. We belong to Him. He is our Lord and Master. If you lived in those slave days, the slaves worked the field, maybe with the Master. When it's time to go in, I know none of y'all probably ever worked in the fields, but I have. And it's a wonderful time when they finally blow the whistle and say it's over for today. I mean, we always had a football or baseball or something around and, and you know, you're dragging your tracks out. But all of a sudden, you're not working. Now it's play time. It's time to get on with it. And you do what you want to do on your time. But the slave doesn't. See the slave moves out of the field into the house. He's got to prepare build a fire prepare a meal get get everything ready for the master. When the master's satisfied then he might get to rest a little bit and get ready for the next day. When the master speaks they used to have that they used to have those I think it was RCA Victor had that picture of a little dog and he was listening to a megaphone mm-hmm. and he's and the and the little dog it says the little dog about the little dog he hears his master's voice that was a big deal back in those days because mm-hmm. is when when transmitted voice signals were first beginning mm-hmm. but uh that dog's sitting to attention. I, I went with a brother, Alan, the other day, and we went down to Ace Hardware. That lady at Ace Hardware was feeding him treats as fast as she could feed him. She was trying to win him in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but when Alan said, let's go, Time to go, the dog heard his master's voice. See this? Now rise. I'm in 13. Now rise, get thee out from this land and return into the land of thy kindred. I'm the God of Bethel and he's saying now, I want you to go back to Bethel. There's a real message in there we drift off around and we've got all of our business and all of our uh, many things that we're so interested in. Sometimes it's hard to hear his voice. I mean, you'll see it in Jacob's life as he goes back. He's got cattle and sheep and goats and servants and he sometimes he has a hard time hearing God over the uproar of all of the business that he's conducting. So, and every one of us have that problem in our day. There's all kinds of interruptions. I mean, if you if you want to measure the interruptions, just sit down with your Bible and begin to pray. See what happens. devil will give you a hundred things you need to be doing right then, and you've got all kinds of pressing issues right then. If you were watching TV, it's okay. it's no problem. Put it off till tomorrow. but somehow when you get tuned in to the Holy Spirit, he lives in you. And so so he's got a call now. Now we can go to 32. We've already been here. Jacob has come past Laban, his father-in-law. Laban, and they planted that stone, that pile of stones. Jacob called it Ebenezer, the place where God had blessed him. And it marked it. But Laban said, you do not come back across that pile of stones if you do. You're mine. I can't touch you over there. God forbid me to touch you on the other side. So can you see old Laban whistling as he's turning away from Ebenezer heading into Bethel? And about that time, the servants come and say, hey, Esau's coming to greet you with 400 of his servants. I'm not very smart. I'm from I'm from the hinterland of Oklahoma. But I know it doesn't take 400 men to say, Hi bud, how you been doing? The last thing you heard from Esau is, When dad dies, I, I'm going to kill you. And so he comes down to this place called Jabbok the brook of Jabbok. And Jacob went on, verse 32, Jacob went on his way and came down to Jabbok. And the messenger said, we saw your brother Esau, verse 6. And he's coming with 400 men. Now, Jacob can't go back. Laban is behind him. He's got to face up to Esau. Remember, he stole Esau's He stole Esau's birthright, then he stole Esau's blessing, and uh, so Jacob does a manly thing. He divides everything up and and into two companies, and puts and then puts all of his wives and their children. In those two companies, and sends them on. It's kind of like when there's trouble at home, and Dad says, "I got to go to work. You handle it, honey." (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Isn't that kind of the way it is? And uh, so, uh, so the two, all of that is now in motion. And verse 9, And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said unto me, Return to thy country and to thy kindred, and I'll deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For, my, for with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, and he will come, lest he come and smite me and the mother of the children. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good. What what he's doing is pointing back to Bethel. At Bethel God said, I'll bless you if you'll serve me. Jacob said, I'll serve you if you'll bless me. You can go back and read it for yourself. And so so he lodged there that same night and took that which came to his hand as a present. And he lists all of the goats and the camels and the cattle and then he lists those all of his family all of his children all of his wives and sends them on and uh, verse number 23 and he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over all that he had and Jacob was left alone now look at his condition. Over here in verse over here in verse number seven it said Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And now he's all alone. And he's wrestling with a man of all things. They wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Can you see that? Have y'all ever been distressed? Have you ever been afraid? Have you ever felt like there was nobody you could turn to? That you were all alone. It's a picture of every one of us as sinners. I mean, we dabble with sin, we play with sin, and then we're trapped by sin. and And we we're afraid to call on God. Afraid to. Uh, we have forsaken Him. And Jacob has been everything but a a child of God, but now God is calling him back. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said... The the angel said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, Jacob said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. There, you know, James says over in James chapter number uh, five, that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It, an Effectual fervent praying is not now I lay me down to sleep praying. And it's thank you not thank you to God for this food. It's not that kind of praying. That routine praying which we do every day. But it's prayer that comes out of the out of the out of the need of our soul. And God sometimes lets us get in a position, I believe, just like Jacob is here, where there's no help, and our soul has to cry out for God. There's no other place to turn. That's when you effectually and fervently pray. Anybody who's ever, ever Christian sooner or later is going to get in a storm. But anybody who's ever been in a storm and, and struggled learned how to pray at that moment and found out that God blesses the prayer life of his people. When we get earnest in prayer, he gets earnest in answering prayer. So, for the first time, uh, you read you read those last four or five chapters. It's twenty years of Jacob's life. He has not one time asked God for anything. He's done. It's all what Jacob could do. What Jacob could do. But now he cries out and said, "I won't let you go until you bless me." I'm a hanging on, God. I know I hadn't been much but I know you're everything that I'll I'll ever be. You understand that? That's that's where we are. I know I'm not getting where I needed to be tonight, but this is where I got to go anyway. And he said unto him, What is thy name? He, the angel, said to Jacob, What is thy name? Now the last time that anybody asked him his name, you remember what he answered? Esau. He told his blind daddy, I'm my brother Esau. That's about as low as you can go. Isn't it? That poor old blind man couldn't tell the difference. And he lied. The last time anybody asked him who he was, he lied about who he was. So when he says, look at this, look at the way this is written in your Bible. He and he said, the angel said unto him, What is thy name? And, and the verse and the writing says, And he said, Jacob. I don't think that's what he said at all. I think he fell out before that angel and said, I'm just Jacob. I'm an absolute cheat. I'm an absolute liar. I'm a filthy sinner. I need help from God. I'm Jacob. I can't find any help in Jacob. He's a wicked man. I live with Jacob every day. I live with Wayne Hudson every day. I know every fault that he has. But you know what the Bible says? If I will confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. It's hard in our pride to confess our sin. Much easier to blame it on somebody else or some circumstance or to try to just skirt the issue and not even call on God. But if you want the blessing of God, somewhere, sometime, you've got to confess who you are. And he already knows who you are. He's... Hey, he's already wrestled with you. He knows exactly who you are. He sees it all. When he said, I'm Jacob, look at 28. And he said, the angel said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. I'm not going to call you a dirty dog sinner anymore. That name Jacob means what? A tripper. A deceiver. He got his name for reaching out and pulling over Esau's heel mm-hmm. at birth. And he's been that he's been that tripper ever since. He's been deceiving and tripping. But he said, I'm not going to call you Jacob anymore, but now I'm going to call you Israel. Ishii Let's see, ish in Hebrew means son. Ishi means my son. I-S-H-I means my son in Hebrew. In Hebrew, he said, the son of God, the prince of God, Israel, the son of Elohim. For as a prince thou hast power with God and with men and hast prevailed. That's who we are, isn't it? John chapter 1 He came into the world the world knew him not. He came to his own his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave He power to become what? The sons. Yeah. sons of God. That's who we are. And we ought to get our head up a little bit. Not It's not pride in us. It's pride in who He is. And the ability we have in Him. We, You know, we fail because we're trying to do it ourselves. We're trading off all of our cows and goats and hiding over there on the other side of the brook and whimpering and whining because God didn't show up and he's waiting on us to call on him all the time. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, whereof is it that you ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel. For I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And he passed over Peniel. The sun rose upon him and he halted on his thigh. For the rest of his life, he'll halt on his thigh. For the rest, hey, I've got got two outlines. Here's a cornered man who became a crippled man and a conquered man. Now he's a crowned man and a confessing man. We just read it. Here's a man with a new vision who got a new name. Has a new relationship. Has a new desire. Look at 29. Just tell me your name. He'd never ask God. He wasn't interested in God. That's, a matter of, that's what's the matter to some of us. We're more interested in us. Hey, he said if we'd seek him, we could find him. If we'd be still, we could hear him. If we would... If we draw near to him, he'd draw near to us. But how long has it been since you've had an encounter with God? I don't know, but you know and God knows. How long has been since you got serious about seeking God? When he got serious about seeking God, God, the verse says, 29 says, he blessed him there. He still wasn't back home, and Esau was still out in front of him. But he blessed him there. Right then, he was blessed, and he and he could go off of that. He could go off of that place, saying, "It's Peniel. I saw God over there. He's still He's still dealing with me. I mean, that's a wonderful thing." And sometimes we find it in the great struggle. And now he's walking a new walk and he will the rest of his life. He'll never be called Jacob again. He's Israel now. I am, what I'm dealing with is this issue of the of, of this principle of brokenness. Over in Hosea, got in the way down in the in the line, Hosea said, Hosea twelve, let's see, Jeremiah Ezekiel, Daniel Hosea 12. I'm going to start reading in verse 2. The Lord hath also a controversy with Judah and will punish Jacob according to his ways, according to his doings, will he recompense him. He took his brother by the heel in the womb and by his strength, He had power with God. Yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication unto him. He found him in Bethel, and there he spake with us. Even the Lord God of hosts, the Lord is his memorial. Therefore turn thou to God, keep mercy and judgment, and wait on God continually. That's the that is the that is the uh, that's the walking orders for the nation of Israel who carry the name of Israel, the children of God. He said he he said he, he, it wasn't by his strength, but it was by he. Pre, look at verse four. He had he, he had power over the angel and prevailed. he wept and made supplication unto him. He, he, the Bible said he cried when he said Jacob. he cried when he said, I'm nothing I'm just a am a deceiver and I'm, I'm not worthy to even look toward you God. but when he did when he got in that position God blessed him, there and the Lord is now his memorial the rest of the the rest hey Jacob is going to become the father of Joseph and Joseph is going to become the savior of the whole world in Genesis and a and a hundred thirty different ways the type of Christ as he comes to save the world in the New Testament from Jacob, God can use little as much when God is in it. So I'm quitting right there. I'm not going any further. I got I got more to say. I got a I got a whole outline now to preach, but.